The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. Saints Happy Hour is doing a live show at Port Orleans on Friday, September 16th. Join us as we get ready for the Saints 2022 home opener versus Tom Brady and the Bucks. It will be a fun night of laughs and Saints talk with the Saints Happy Hour crew. The show starts at 7 p.m. You need to RSVP at saintshappyhour.com to make sure you get the free The Boys Are Back in Town Souvenir Cup featuring the Honey Badger and Jarvis Landry, so you can fill it up with beer for your first drink at just three bucks, with all the proceeds going to support Team Gleason. So do it. Go to saintshappyhour.com and RSVP for the Saints Happy Hour live show at Port Orleans on September 16th. We will see you there. And who dat? Saints Happy Hour needs your support so we can keep giving you the Saints coverage you love. Become a patron to help us keep giving you the best daily Saints podcast on earth. Supporting Saints Happy Hour gives you the best Saints podcast every day without any stupid ads or promos like this one. And patrons also get access to our private Discord channel where you can talk Saints 24-7, early access to podcast episodes, our world-famous booze bundle with four amazing swag items. So do it. Go to saintshappyhour.com and sign up today. That's saintshappyhour.com. G'day, it's Stevie from 12 Ninja here. And look, if you like American football, you should check out Saints Happy Hour podcast. I personally know all about American football, other than it's a bunch of massive blokes wearing spandex, shoulder pads and helmets, running around with a throwing a football. In Australia you don't throw footballs. You punch it or you kick it. And there's um, no protection. They're all naked. And there's sharks and crocodiles fired out of cannons onto the field. And we all stand around and drink blood watching it. But if American football's your thing, you know what to do. Saints Happy Hour podcast. Stick it in you. All right, everybody, welcome to another edition of Saints Happy Hour Podcast. This is a special post-game edition. We are live on Twitter Spaces. As always, our Twitter Spaces are brought to you by JLD Hot Sauces and Knives. For all your hot sauce and knives needs, go to sharpsauce.com. Andrew, Saints win a preseason game Against the Los Angeles Char- Los Angeles Chargers, I got it right, uh, twenty-seven to ten. Looked freaking amazing. Offense phenomenal. Defense they played against the backups and Chunky Daniel uh, looked amazing. You know, I, I, I got to say this right out of the gate, Ralph. I watched this game and look. Joel Myers is a guy that's been doing play-by-play for the Pelicans for years. Really, mm-hmm. really good at what he does. Uh, I, I've always thought John Stinchcomb has. I'm surprised he hasn't elevated to a bigger role with just broadcasting because yeah. I've, I've always thought he's really good. And Vilma has had more opportunities, uh, but Vilma has, has always been great. I really enjoy his broadcasts. I am stunned at the volume of Daniels, calling him Chase Daniels. The whole broadcast, all of them were doing it. <laughs> and, and they were going full Ralph, and you just called him Daniel just now. So, like, they went full Ralph. At a 
juncture where you weren't going full Ralph. Yeah, and I I don't know what I believe anymore. It's it, it's one I, I to be honest, I did not know he was on the Chargers until he was under center tonight. I just you know, um, listen, it was tremendous. Hard to believe he's still in the league. Uh, it is, but he's he's a legend at the bank. Like that dude's made like forty million dollars, and he started like three games. It's 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 a it's an American dream. Is the, what it is. The fact that he's still collecting checks after all the money he's made is like why why wouldn't he just retire? I know. I think he is looking at that belly that he had. I think he is kind of semi-retired. Um, <laughs> the Saints' offense tonight. Jameis played a little bit. He looked great. Landry looked amazing. Mark Ingram was is it, Andrew is he faster or does the five make him look slimmer and quicker? <laughs> yeah, I don't know, but yeah, obviously, look the, the starting offense, and I, I, I'll, I'll include Andy Dalton in the second series by extension. But it was great to see Jameis out there doing his thing, and uh, look, it was just one drive, but he goes four for four, fifty nine yards. The chemistry was evident with Jarvis Landry. Obviously, uh, Olave makes a play there. Great first series. Great to see Mark Ingram punch it in. The offensive line looked outstanding on that series. So, you know, th- that that's a sign of what this offense could be. And so, yeah. again, it's just one series. We don't know exactly. I know the Chargers didn't have their full arsenal. So, um, But I, I think more than anything – we just needed Jameis to go out there and get some reps. I, I think that's the biggest t- takeaway because I yeah. do think it builds builds confidence and it builds when you get opportunities like that that just they're just reps, but it, you can build off that. Yeah, and so and- I, I think when you look at Jameis Winston, like he's a guy that's like, yes, you go into Atlanta on the road for Week One, you just you're just feeling a lot better about your prospects on the other side. Yeah, and the thing that was really nice to see for me from Jameis was last year, and we had saw it, like he he changed his body composition with the Saints. Like he's different. He looks slimmer, different physically than he did in in Tampa. And last year, one of the things we, we liked about him, we kind of joked, is like Jameis was more mobile than we thought. His, his running, it was effective. I thought it was comedy, but it, it was effective. He still looked nice and mobile tonight. Even off coming off the knee injury, which was nice. The only downside about the offense, Andrew, was I'm t- we're not even we're not even out of August, and I'm already tired of these freaking foot injuries. We got we got Trevor Penning. He got carted off foot injury. I haven't heard what Dennis Allen uh, said in the post game. If anybody knows, chime in and let us know. Um, that's ba- it's bad. I hopefully it's not serious, and he's he, he'll be back eventually. But the bad thing for Penning is. It's just bad luck. They were going to play him anyway tonight because he need, he needs reps. Like we've seen it, he was bad his first game, got better last week at Green against Green Bay. Like he needs reps. So even if people are like, "Oh, it'll be okay. He'll be back week one." No, dude. These next fifteen days between now and Atlanta, like Trevor Penning needed them reps. You know, so that that was the, that's the one downside for tonight. Yeah. Well, we we can officially commence um, talking hate week. So, so that's a positive. Yeah, you know, we, we can we can officially start that. But yeah, yeah. Look, hopefully, Penning is going to play this season. I think the worst case scenario, obviously, is something so bad that he doesn't play this year, and he was carted off. So, you know, your mind obviously goes there, 
And hopefully it's not a big deal. And, you know, I, I think even if he were to miss four to six weeks, that would be better than the alternative. Mm-hmm. Um, but we'll just have to keep an eye on that. Obviously, yeah, that, that, that's what we're all thinking about right now. I think on the other side of this game, that's that's the big takeaway. I think more than Jameis playing well or this or that, I, I think the biggest thing is, man, I hope Trevor Penning's okay because the thing is you, you don't want him to have a lost season here. You, you, we want him to play. We want him to have an opportunity. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring... The best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Opportunity to start at some point because here's the thing. Even if James Hurst is your starter to begin the season, and let's say he plays pretty well and holds it down for a little bit, I don't think we're under any illusion that – Hurts is going to be the guy the whole season. That eventually this is going to be, whether whether it's three games in, four games in, five games in, whatever it is, eventually this job is going to be Trevor Penn's. And, you know, I, obviously if he's out for the year, that just delays things. So, look, I, I'm not going to speculate. Um, it, it was a good sign that he at least walked off the field and went to the tent before going to yeah. the cart. So hopefully, you know, it's not something super sinister, but – yeah, you hate to see it. It's not good. Yeah, and you know we'll, we'll have to we'll have to see. They said James Hurst was his foot was coming along good. Uh, the other things that were they had some really interesting stuff in this game for a final preseason game. I can't remember being. Uh, I got fired up for this game like in the middle of like at about five o'clock when I think Cat Terrell tweeted that like Jameis like two hours before the game was like in full uniform and like ready to go. And I was like, if Jameis is fired up for this game, I'm fired up. But Andrew, we had a lot of fun stuff in this game in a sense of in the back half of it, after we got the, the look at the offense for a little bit and the, the starting defense was pretty good. We got a look at some guys that were kind of like, I don't know if that you would qualify as all of them as bubbles because I felt like Justin Evans had like made the team. He had he had shown enough in practice in the first two games where like the Sa- I don't think the Saints could sneak him through a waiver. Or they, well, he's a vet, he's a veteran, so if they cut him, another team could just sign him. I don't think there was any way that they could cut him before this game. After this game, definitely not. And also Taco Charlton. He must have just decided this morning. He was like, I'm just going to make this team. Whatever insurance salesman is trying to block me, I'm going to wreck them. Because he had some really great moments. And I think both of those dudes, I don't think the Saints can cut them. Like, if, if, if they don't want them on the team, that's fine. But 
if they're going to try to do roster shenanigans and cut them and bring them back, I think either of those guys, that ain't happening. Yeah, I, J- Justin Evans and Taco Charlton are playing in this league this year for somebody. So if it's not the Saints and they get released, then it'll be for somebody else. But, yeah, they had good games. That was good to see. Uh, but, I, but man, I'm excited for the season. And, look, we have spent way too much time after these preseason games talking about Ian Book. I will say this. By no means did I think Ian Book looked great in this game, but it, it was better. better. He improved. It, it was good to see him kind of make a little some strides. Mm-hmm. And, you know, good for him. I, I thought he he – Made it made a step today, you know. He made so he, it was progress, but we have spent way too much time talking about him. And like the reality is, this defense is awesome. This offense showed us a lot. They have weapons. Uh, it, it, it and half the stuff, Ralph. Like we haven't even seen Troutman. We haven't seen Taysom Hill. We haven't seen a bunch of guys who have been sitting. Okay. You know, Lattimore, Cam Jordan, et cetera, et cetera. So. Like, all those guys are going to play Davenport. So, all those guys are going to play week one against the Falcons. We've barely even seen them. And I, I let's not lose sight of the fact that this team is really, really freaking good. And I'm excited. And I think this offense on that first drive kind of let us know that. Yeah. It's like, hey, all, all this Ian Book talk, all this stuff about Tony no. Jones Jr. and who's going to be the third running back, like, no. No, matters. it's three. Right. It, it's three receivers. It's Camara. It's offensive line. They like the the one thing I'll yeah. say before I want to get to a bunch of people that want to talk is, man, I'm more convinced than ever. Like Marcus May, the Saints, they found another Jet. They cleaned him up. They got the Jet stink off of him. They gave him the hot meal. He's he's gonna be good, and, and like <laughs> he's gonna be good. Like he's gonna be good. The Saints, it's it's their thing. They they find these Jets. They give them a home. They treat them right, and and they turn them into good players. Budrich, uh, congratulations on your promotion. Uh, I saw that on Twitter. Congratulations. What what do you got for us tonight with the Saints? First, uh, th- thanks, Ralph. But second. Uh... I think this is going to be one of the best run-blocking offensive lines in the NFL. Just watching that first drive, they were moving bodies the entire time. I don't think they – they probably had, like, one little sub-optimal run, but, like, I'm watching second and eighth. Winston hands the ball off to Ingram for a nine-yard run, and before Ingram even touches the ball, you see Ruiz, Ram, and McCoy just moving bodies five yards from the line of scrimmage for four before even anyone can see a hole to, to run through. And he gets it first down easy. And, of course, Kamara would just have run lanes up the wazoo. I mean, I think we're going to have a really successful run attack offense to go with these to go with these weapons. Yeah, and, it, and, and they – Jameis last year was really good on play action. And the Saints, they couldn't run what they wanted to run in play action – because their wide receivers stunk, you know. Mm-hmm. You, what you want to do is you want to run the play action and you want to try to hit the shot on this. They call it the seam or, or, or you know, the sail route. And it just – you look at the field like it wasn't there because when you got Kenny Stills' dead body trying to do it, it's not going to happen. Um, yeah, or you brought Chris Hogan who wanted just to play some rugby and, and then just, you know, go, go about his day. You know, Budridge, before we get to other people, I know you, you're you a big guy that studies the roster and all this. Who do you think is going to be the toughest decision they're going to have to make in the, in the 53? It will definitely be uh, former Dexter Hand, 
high school football star Kirk Merritt. I think they want to kind of experiment with him, kind of turn him to a Ty Montgomery, and I think he's going to be a tough cut. Another one, hmm, I think, I think it's going to be like one of those depth linebackers, probably like Suell or probably Bostic. I, I think just for depth purposes, it might try and keep keep them because they kind of want to experiment a little while Pete Werner is dealing with his, well, clearly sports hernia, but they're going to keep calling it a groin injury. <laughs> they want to make sure they have a, a solid depth. But yeah, yeah. Uh, I think, I think those might be a couple hard players to cut. Yeah. Thanks for joining us, Butteridge. You know, uh, <laughs> did you know there is a great and easy way to support Saints happy hour? Even if you aren't a patron, Amazon prime users can support Saints happy hour for free. Just click on the text in this episode's description that says instructions on how Amazon Prime users can support the show. It will only take you three minutes and the best part is it doesn't cost you anything. You just do a couple of clicks and you give us three dollars of Jeff Bezos's money. So go do it right now and remember to do it every month. So if you haven't done it yet this month, go do it and thank you for supporting Saints Happy Hour. They got a lot of depth, and, and uh, Nick Underhill mentioned it. I wonder if their national NFL writer mentioned it too. Like teams are calling the Saints; they want these players because a lot of teams are probably like, "Look, we want player X. We'll give you a six or a seven if it doesn't go through waivers." But is there anybody on the Saints roster that you think they would be willing to swap that would? give them something of value. And I'm not talking a pick because clearly we'll get to what Mickey Loomis said in his interview in the game, which I thought was really interesting. But clearly like the 2022 Saints, they aren't interested in trading a valuable asset for a pick, like like a third or a second or a fourth round pick. Like they're rather the depth. So if they were going to trade somebody that has value, whether it's uh, Callaway or whoever, right? If they're going to trade somebody... What do you think they want? Do they want a tight end? Do they want a linebacker? Like, what would they what would they want if they were going to give some a player of value to another team? What do you think they would want in return? Well, I, I think the Saints are clearly in the tight end, running back, and linebacker business. So whether or not they add anything at that position or end up staying in house with the guys they have, uh, I think they're at least open to upgrading those positions. Those three seem to be the three clear areas, you know, where we're uncertain now, you know, Albert Huggins, his injury looked bad tonight. It looked like a knee injury. It looked serious, looked significant. I don't know if he's out for the year or what, but it looked like he blew out his knee. He got carted off. Uh, Roach also got injured. He was able to return in this game, but you know, defensive tackles just that that's a position that all of a sudden maybe is yeah. a little thin. So do they look outside the building there? You know, Kirk Merritt's an interesting one. You talk about him being a tough cut, and I absolutely think he is. And yet, you know, Tony Jones Jr. got banged up in this game. Traquan Smith got banged up in this game. So is that, you know, what he needs to maybe make this team? Is that enough to justify keeping him because, you know, one of those guys maybe goes on IR? We'll yeah. see. Uh, but, but yeah, of all the guys, it, Callaway seems like a clear, at least a trade candidate to me. Mm-hmm. And the reason I say that is, He's on a minimum deal. He was a UDFA. He put up. He, he's put up nice stats. So, like, if you just look at the stat sheet, mm-hmm. he looks pretty good. 
He's put together a pretty good camp. He's put together good tape. Uh, he had that really wonky, weird play in this game, but that he, was he had a good. The referees in mid-season form screwing the Saints out of a touchdown. Yeah. Yep. Uh, clearly, that needs practice too. Uh, but uh, you know, I, I thought Callaway looked good, and so you look at Callaway as a guy where he's probably the number six receiver on this team, and yeah, maybe he's the number four, maybe he's ahead of Hardy and Traquan, but you know, he's not really a guy that's going to play much, and so unless there's injuries. And so you wonder if there's a team out there that would be like, you know, Callaway would be our number two or our number three. And he'd have a much better opportunity over here. And the Saints are like, sure, give us a fourth round pick or a third round pick. And, you know, that's good business. Uh, I I would prefer a player because, again, it's depth. Like, I I would be okay, especially with Kirk Merritt and the way he's played. I, I would be okay taking a hit at depth at receiver to bolster a hit at some of these other positions that we talked about. Now, what would you, if I said to you, a team calls the saints and they're not, they don't, the saints don't want to pick. So they're not going to, I don't think a third, third or I think the most you could get for Callaway is a fourth, but a fourth round pick in a trade can net you an average to maybe a slightly above average player. So if, if you're the saints and, and I say you can trade Callaway and I will give you a league average linebacker or I will give you a league average tight end which one do you want I think I go tight end because you know at linebacker I'm still hoping that Pete Werner can come back and Demario Davis is obviously fine so as long as Demario Davis stays healthy I think we're in good shape there at tight end I still don't know what to trust (laughs) you don't Taysom's been He's been injured the entire camp, so he hasn't even had a chance to really practice or figure out that position. I, Troutman, you know, he, he's hurt again. So, yeah, I mean, it, honestly, I don't really – like, if, if the season started tomorrow, Jawan Johnson is your starting tight end. And didn't he just and, injure Penning? Wasn't it his fault that Penning got hurt? Didn't he friendly yeah, fire? Yeah, yeah, and. <laughs> Dude, I mean, I'm not going to lie. Like, the way that injury looked, it was very similar Michael to Thomas. how Michael Thomas got rolled up. I mean, it was the first thing I thought of when I saw that. And, uh, yeah, look at it. I mean, that that sucks. Yeah. It, it's tough. So, but we'll see. I mean, th- this this roster is incredible. I want to get I want to get to some people You're before we, if we I want to get to some people cuz they've been waiting and, and before we talk about Mickey Loomis's interview which was really interesting. Jason Champagne, what you got for us tonight? Jason, unmute yourself. There you go. So, um yeah, one of the biggest things I noticed was actually right at the beginning of the game the way he walked into the huddle with uh Tremendous swag mm-hmm. and control. Um, even later, just observing him uh, through the game on the sidelines, he's very much in control of this team. And and he has a confidence that I have not seen of him in a Saints uniform. They saw of him in a Tampa uniform. Uh, I think that bodes very well. That, you know, combined with his opening drive – you know the offense was just clicking. We overcame penalties. We did. He I was, was going to mention that they overcame two holding penalties on the, the drive. And 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 my God, the arm talent! <laughs> I, I I would I would dare say the best arm talent I've seen in a Saints quarterback 
raw arm talent, period. Um, you since, know, since Mike Buck? <laughs> since Mike Buck, yeah, for sure. Aaron well, I would Brooks say since Aaron Brooks. It. Aaron Brooks could sling it. He'd not always say the right decision. Um, I'll say this about Jameis. I feel like Jameis, when the Saints start to win and he gets really comfortable, like Jameis is a goofball. And I think he's kind of like shielding his goofiness because like when you don't win as a quarterback and you get injured, like you can't just be full on your, your express your personality, especially when you're kind of goofy like Jameis. But if the Saints start out like five and oh, six and one, like I think the, the eating the W, the goofball stuff, he'll be more confident and willing to do it and show more of his personality because when you, when you win, and you do that as a quarterback, Andrew. It's personality. It's fun. When you do it and you're losing, you're not focused. And that's completely unfair and hypocritical of us as fans, but that's how we view it, and that's what I'm that's what I'm hoping for with Jameis. Well, look, I think Jason is spot on here because I think this was a big deal for Jameis to just go out there and shake off a little rust. Uh, but also visually, I, I think as, as as much as it was important for his personal confidence, it was important for the fans to see this, you know. And, and I think Jason's right. Like the arm talent, just just reminding us of what his capabilities are and, and what the, what kind of potential he has. And my God, man! I mean, do we forget that he was throwing to Kevin White and Kenny Stills <laughs> and, Chris, and Chris Hogan a year ago. I mean, right. you know, what a world of difference it makes that Michael Thomas, I mean, hopefully the hammy's all good and he'll be ready for week one and Chris Olave and Jarvis Landry. Jarvis Landry, those two plays he made, I mean, you just look at a legitimate NFL receiver is what that was, you know, and, and the Saints didn't have a guy like that all year, a guy that could run routes, they could get open, they could catch the ball cleanly. They can get first downs, move the chains, sustain a drive. I mean, they, they had no one that could do that consistently last year, and you saw it on that drive with Landry. Like, the chemistry's already there. So, um, again, a lot to look forward to, and uh, I, I just think with Jameis, there's potential this offense could be really special. Jason, before you get out of here, preseason's done. Granted, we don't know about Penning's injury. But has preseason, has it changed your expectations of what you thought the Saints were going to be in 2022 in any way for, the, for, the, for, the, for worse or for better? Not really. I, I still see them as a 10 to 11 win team. Now, you know, <laughs> what I saw out of Jameis today, you know, if he's – honestly, if his floor is peak Aaron Brooks – and he's got the tools to for that to be his floor, honestly. Um, and we have the organization for that to be his floor. If his floor is peak Aaron Brooks, you know, this team could really sneak into a 12 or 13 win territory yeah. with some breaks and, and some good health. But, but you know, 10-11 wins is kind of where I've, I've settled. And, and, no, preseason hasn't really changed that impression for me, honestly. Um, and, uh, you know, I may be on the conservative side, but, you know, it's still a hell of a season to get above 10 wins. Oh, absolutely. Thanks for joining us, Jason. Yeah. I mean, Andrew, to me, granted, tonight wasn't great with, with Penning getting hurt, but overall, preseason kind of went as as 
as kind of as well as we could hope. We didn't get to see Michael Thomas tonight because of his hamstring injury, but but honestly, I don't even know if he if he's, if he hadn't tweaked his hamstring, I don't know if they would have play, played him tonight anyway. Um, David, what you got for us tonight? Uh, expectations for the 2022 Saints? Has anything changed now that we're done with preseason? Oh, Y'all already know I'm pumped up. Like, <laughs> I know it. I, I've been calling it, bro. Like, I, this is a Super Bowl contender. It's, it's. <laughs> you can just see it. It's there. If this team can stay healthy, I'm telling you, it's, it's. This season, we're gonna learn. It's more than just a quarterback. It's about the team. Mm-hmm. Anyways, um. So I want everyone to think about this, right? Everyone that's laughing at me about the third running back, and it's funny, right? You know, whatever. I just want everyone to think about, are you comfortable when Mark Ingram gets hurt? Are you comfortable with running Alvin Kamara and Tony Jones again? Are you comfortable if Alvin Kamara gets suspended four games a season? Are you comfortable running with an old Mark Ingram and Tony Jones? No. I want just just think about that. And, like, if you think it's a a good idea, then (laughs) explain it. Tell me why. Uh, you know, well, it, I'm not. I'm not comfortable. With I'm it, not. Uh, it's a good point. I'm not comfortable with it, David. But here's the thing: like, what's the what's the what's the solution to it? And there has to be a veteran they can get. I mean, maybe people are a drop. Like I even heard Ronald Jones. I go grab him. I heard Kansas City might be dropping him. Yeah, and I, I heard uh, Dar- I heard uh, Darrell Williams in Can- in uh, Arizona might get cut. I know the Saints had, had bumped had, had had shown a little bit of interest in him, so he's a possibility. I, I agree with you. It'll be a- Andrew. Where are they with Tony Jones? Like how how do they feel about him? I I think they like. I I think he's clearly kind of distanced himself as the best number three option on this team. Uh in terms of the guys that are on the roster now. So now the next question is just who else could they compare him to at final cuts? Mm-hmm. And look, I, I mean, that that's something they're going to have to look at. Um, but, but look, I just want to say the biggest thing that could come out of this game and, and let's not twist it. And I've been complaining a lot this preseason about how boring it's been, how painful it it's been with all the backups and not playing any starters and, Today was different. It was different to see the starting offense go out there for even just one series and put the ball in the end zone. It was one of those things where it made it a lot more fun. And, and, and the, I, I enjoyed this so much more. And uh, the biggest takeaway, we, we can make a bigger deal out of Trevor mm-hmm. Penning if you want. Uh, and I'm looking at Twitter. I have some information on that I can give you in a second. But we can make a bigger deal out of that and Malcolm Roach and Albert Huggins. We can lament those injuries and make a bigger deal out of them if we want, but don't get it twisted. The biggest takeaway from this game was what Jameis Winston did. And if this team is going to be successful this year, they're going to go as far as their quarterback takes them. And so that's why regardless of everything else that happened to me, that's the most important takeaway. Oh, yeah, I think Jameis Winston is just, I don't know, man. He's on, it's like his redemption year, kind of like, he feels like, well, I feel like he got last year stolen, taken away from him. 100%. And listen, David, thanks for joining us. And we've said it, and and people that take it as the wrong way, but but this is Jameis' last shot. Like, if it doesn't work with the Saints this year, whether he's not good 
or he gets injured again, he's never gonna get he's never gonna get the chance to be a franchise quarterback of a team where they commit to him long term that he has right now. This is his I think this is his last shot. But on the flip side, everything's there for him. He's got a defense. He's got a stable organization. He's got offense. He's got weapons. He's got offensive line. So it's there for him to succeed. He just needs health luck, and he just needs to come through. Some people take that as a, as me slighting him. But, Andrew, as a quarterback, you only get so many shots. Um, but give us a penning. What you got on penning? Saints Happy Hour needs your support so we can keep giving you the Saints coverage you love. Become a patron to help us keep giving you the best daily Saints podcast on earth. Supporting Saints Happy Hour gives you the best Saints podcast every day without any stupid ads or promos like this one. And patrons also get access to our private Discord channel where you can talk Saints 24-7, early access to podcast episodes, our world-famous booze bundle with four amazing swag items. So do it. Go to SaintsHappyHour.com and sign up today. That's SaintsHappyHour.com. All right, yeah, so right now there's two guys that Dennis Allen reported on in his press conference, Traquan Smith and Trevor Penning. Trevor Penning has a toe injury, so that that surprised me. I thought maybe it was ankle. I was worried about Achilles for for a second there, just based on the way the injury happened. But uh, it, it's a toe injury, which I did not expect, and so the dreaded turf toe. To walk, well, he was able to walk off under his own power, and then he goes into the tent, and then he gets carted off. So, yeah, I mean, a toe injury can be scary because that usually means ligaments, and we know. Uh, you know, ligaments to your toe. I mean, that, that can be significant and it can linger and it can last a while. Uh, but it could also mean he'll be ready to go for week one, you yeah. know, so we'll keep an eye on that. And so that, that can be both concerning and it could be good news. Yeah, um, so like, toe, which toe, what kind of toe? Big toe. Yeah. Big toe. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, it could mean, it could mean it's fractured. It could mean it bent it all the way back. It was dislocated. It, it could be turf toe. So, you know, we'll have to wait and see. I mean, turf toe is something, as you know, Ralph, that ended Heath Shuler's career uh, in combination with terrible play. <laughs> but, but uh, Former congressman Heath turf, Shuler. Turf, turf toe can be pretty significant. So we'll see. Hopefully he's okay. Yeah. Uh, I am glad to hear that it's not a fractured ankle. Yeah. You know, it's not a, it's not a torn Achilles tendon. It's not the dreaded high ankle sprain that Michael Thomas had. So, uh, you know, hopefully it's not a surgery situation and he's back sooner than later. And then uh, Traquan has a shoulder. Uh, so obviously the big concern there is uh, that he, he either tore his labrum, uh, which, which would put him out for the season, or uh, maybe he has a, a broken collarbone, which mm. would, you know, could put him out several yeah. weeks. It's, it'll be interesting. So Houdat Davis, uh, what you got for us tonight? I am honestly very encouraged with what I saw from Nephi Sewell, the rookie linebacker, number 45. I like how he just is able to just naturally fly around the field, and he's where he needs to be. He's swarming around the football. Now, there is a lot of things he needs to clean up. I'm not too, I'm not too sold on him, you know, but, but he can be a – serviceable rotational piece in the yeah. in the run game for Pete Warner if need be because he's fast he's instinctive he just has to finish plays he he left three he, he left three missed tackles out there on the field that I'm sure he would like to have back but overall I've seen the least amount of negative highlights from 
from Sewell as compared to Bostick and Eric Wilson. Yeah, and we're, we're, we're going to have to see with uh, Malcolm Roach. Yeah, like we're, we're, we're going to have to see. We're going to have to see what happens at linebacker. We should talk about that for a second, Ralph, because you know, Eric Wilson was a starter today, and it was you know he he had looked pretty good up until this point. And there was one series in particular that I thought was pretty brutal for Eric Wilson. I thought he maybe took a step back. And, you know, if Pete Werner's out, starter week one, at least this game would lead you to believe that. And to me, it wasn't really happening. I actually thought John Bostic looked a little bit better. Um, but, yeah, I mean, between him, Nephi Sewell, you know, Zach Bond, he got in after all those guys. And so – Zach Bond's a guy that's clearly on the chopping block right now. I actually thought Zach Bond played pretty well in this game, but uh, he his roster spot is very much in peril after this game. And uh, what who they keep at linebacker is is going to be really really interesting. I think I think I think Zach Bond is a guy. He's not going to get cut. He's going to get traded. I think there's going to be a team that's going to that that like Zach Bond as that plays the three four. And they really liked Zach Vaughn, and they're like, we're going to put him at outside linebacker, and we're going to ha- let him rush, and they're going to give the Saints a sixth or a seventh round pick, and they're going to be like, we don't want to, we don't want to wait, we don't want to see if we get a claim in for Zach Vaughn. We'll just give you a seventh round pick. We'll take him, either Pittsburgh or whoever that plays the three four. I just think, I just think Zach Vaughn, he's not, he's not going to be on this roster, you know. And, uh, but thanks for joining us for Who Dad Davis. Uh, Jay Bordeaux, what you got for us? So you mentioned about uh, wanting to try to do a trade with some of our depth pieces. We did talk about this week about the Miami Dolphins and hit their tight end situation. Right. So I was going to say, if, if they're offering Marcus Callaway and he's almost equivalent to like a third or a fourth round pick, why not just offer him as a player yeah, swap? But the problem for the, the problem there is the Dolphins, they have Tariq Hill, Jalen Waddell, and Cedric Wilson at wide receiver. I don't think, I don't think Marcus Callaway appeals to them. Now, maybe they want something else. Maybe you do a draft pick. Or, I don't know. Maybe you depending on how you feel about tight end, do you give up a little bit of the depth at corner, Andrew? Would you Would you do? Would you trade Roby if you really wanted Gasecki? Like I don't I don't know what I don't know how the Saints feel about these these. If we're, if we're don't make me say it, man. If, if we're gonna trade a corner, you know who I my vote is. <laughs> probably not DJ No, fuck that noise. No. <laughs> say it, Andrew. We're not doing. I'm not saying it. I, I I can't have all these people that are on Twitter. Spill it out. Coming at Spill me it out. <laughs> Spill it out. Who it is? No comment. I'll, s- I'll say. I'll say this. If the Saints, if they want to get nuts and they want to burn assets and, and, and get nuts and really improve the team, I don't think it's Kaseki, Jay Bordeaux. What I would love them to do, Chicago. Their receivers are worse than the 2021 Saints receivers without Michael Thomas. Like, that's how bad the Bears receivers are. I would call up the Bears and be like, Bears, how about Marquez Callaway and a fifth-round pick and give us Roquan Smith? And mm. and you take mm. Roquan Smith and, you Andrew, you don't even extend him. You're just like, Roquan, come here. 
play next to Demario Davis for a year, be fucking unbelievable, and then go get paid in March. And I believe if you had Roquan Smith and Demario Davis next to each other, you just you just destroy people. And let's get if you, if and, you, then, and, and then you get the third round comp. And then you get the third round comp. Or even if you're the Saints, you could say, "Look, we'll give you Marquez Callaway and a fourth, and you give us Roquan Smith. You get a receiver who's under contract for a couple, a couple more years, whatever, and we get Roquan Smith, and you get a fourth round pick, and we'll hopefully get a comp next year. And, and you really supercharge your defense because I think like Kaseki as fun as he would be, Jay Boudreaux, like I don't know that a pass catching tight end, like, does it really move the needle for the Saints? I think the Saints Yes. Yes. Yes, one hundred percent. Because again, you gotta understand with our tight ends for the past three years sucked major ass the entire <laughs> time. It has been a detriment. Especially that freaking choke artist known as Jared Cook, mm-hmm. who fumbled away that divisional round, okay? So, wait, who else do you have? Yep. You have Te- uh, Taysom Hill, who is injured to death. That's right. And he's going to be used as our gadget player. You have Trotman, who I don't even trust to even park my own car, let alone <laughs> catch the ball. Like, who else? Like, you don't. Again, you need something for your offense. And it's one of the. Yeah, and one other thing before I before I let you guys go, when we talked about you know the injuries and all that stuff, I was so hoping we get through that first drive without any injuries, especially after this week. That's right. We saw so many players going down. We saw Dallas losing their alignment. Uh, we saw Drew Love being suck ass during this preseason game. Oh my we god, saw, he was horrible. Saw, he was he was horrible. You saw Sam Donald being injured. That's right. You saw Aaron Darrow being a freaking idiot throwing uh, helmets like you were golf clubs. So we were, all we had to do was not get injured, and we had, like, what, five players going down? It's like, son of a bitch, can we not go through <laughs> one game? Like, seriously, come on. Yeah, well, at least they got. Thanks, Jay Jay Bordeaux. At least they have. Yep. At least they have. Uh, at least they have fifteen days ago. Kevin, you're. you're are you? Uh, ba- well, hold on, Ralph. I, I gotta say, I'm stunned. I, I didn't realize there was this vitriol towards Jared Cook. Oh, I, that, that's unheard. That's unheard of. I've never heard of Saints <laughs> say that. Um, is tight so, end yeah. is tight end bad enough to bring back Jared Cook? He's a free agent. <laughs> Are we ma- are you we went, making you went there. are we making the Kevin you you're you're in the dating pool are we making the text to Jared Cook you up are we doing are we doing that with Jared Cook at the, tight the end three a.m. the three a.m. you up I don't know if it's the I, it, well uh, <laughs> first of all let me let me get this out of the way really quick um uh so I am drinking a wheel horse oh, straight rye whiskey from Kentucky. It's 101 proof. Oh my god! So I just thought I'd get that out of the way. There you um, go. Yeah, I don't know well, if it's how, a hey. I don't know how if it's deep a. Into this bottle, are you, Kevin? Oh no, I just opened it. Okay. Um, I don't know if it's the hey. I don't know if it's the you up at 3 a.m. But it's definitely a. Hey girl. Hey, what's going on? What's going on? How you been? Hey, what, hey, what's going on? <laughs> How's your mom and him? Uh, what are you doing? But I mean, are we? Are we? I have a hard time with tight end because I just. Pro caught a touchdown pass. I'm fine. (laughs) 
No, he didn't. He, he did like, not. Last week, they didn't count it. They, 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 there was a penalty. It was called back. That did not happen. It was a bullshit penalty. Is How are you feeling? Kevin, you were in the lead in the UDFA Sun sweepstakes. How are you feeling? I don't know what's going to I feel fine. I don't know. Like, I feel fine. Crawl. Cr- um, I feel comfortable. Crawl. I, I'm not going to lie. I, I do think he's in the lead, Ralph. I think he's surpassed kid on, in the sweepstakes. Man, that would be like to. He, ca- he caught like four passes today. Yeah. That thing is, people that don't listen to the show on the regular, thanks for joining us. And you should become a patron, listen to the show, uh, and sign up for the live show. Port Orleans, September 16th. We're at 97 RSVPs. You want to RSVP so you can get your boys and boys are back in town cup and your first beer. It's three dollars. They fill up your cup and all the proceeds go to the team Gleason. You want to do it? It's amazing. Uh, sure. hey, you, you get to drink with me, Ralph, and Kevin in yeah. person. So uh, ninety-seven people want to do that. Apparently, I didn't really. I wasn't really that into like winning the UDFA Sun competition this year. I was just like, well, whatever. But the thing is, Andrew's vitriol of me stealing kid from his tip that he gave me, and he's so infuriated over that, I want to win so bad now. Because stealing I mean, it from I, I, you... I think it says, it says a lot about your character. It right? does, and that's why it's, it's so enjoyable that I didn't accomplish it myself. I stole it from you. It's the most American thing ever. I, I, well, I want this so bad. I was hoping... I was hoping Kevin would win because Crawl is fun and we I can tweet the graphic from the movie Crawl in the 80s every time he does something, which is fun. But Kevin, I really I need to beat Andrew. I need to he, – he'll, he'll be so angry. I, I need to win the UDFA Sun competition. Well, the, the, my, my concern though is that on the depth chart, Troutman, Hill, <laughs> Vanette, and uh, Juwan Johnson are still listed above him. Yep. I mean, that, that's, that is my concern. And, Ralph, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and say this to you right now. You wanting to win this competition so bad is exactly why you have yet to win it. <laughs> that's right. I just, just, want, just, just saying. Just this, this, this is the year I want to win. Because I'll never have enough. It's like the Saints. It's one of the reasons why 2018 was so disappointing. It's like they'll never have another chance to go and play in the Super Bowl in Atlanta. I'm never going to have another opportunity to win the UDFA Adopted Son Contest with a guy that I stole from you. That's that, this opportunity is a once-in-a-lifetime thing. I gotta take. I gotta take advantage of it. Come on, kid. Yeah, it do, it, do, it does make me think a little bit of uh, Balmani Jones and when he came on the show and he was just like, "You guys have to understand when the no call happened." As a, as a Falcons fan, as a guy who hates the Saints, it made it better that you lost that way, that you lost unfairly, that it was more painful and it was unjust. It made it better. And so I, I think that's kind of what you're getting. Yeah, at. it's right. It's, it's, I get it. I it's get it. totally get unfair, it. and it, it'll burn you forever. Um, but but Kevin, it's a, it's a good question for you, and we'll we'll talk about it more on the the the, the live stream this week, and then we'll have one more before the uh, before the season opener. But has this preseason has it changed? Has anything happened that sort of changed your mind about the? Well, hold, hold on, hold on, Ke- Kevin. Did you watch a single? It's a solitary second of this game. Of this game, yeah. No, no. I I have watched. I I like not not counting 
replays or anything that I have seen on Twitter. I have seen zero plays of the preseason. Okay. So counting now we, now, now counting Twitter. Counting Twitter. I've seen give us. Can you please give us your in-depth analysis of third-string linebacker Nephi Sewell, undrafted rookie? Can you give us in-depth analysis of his performance today and where you see him going from here? Well, listen. Um, he was he he was a he was a repeated uh, he made repeated appearances in the in multiple uh, Kevin Held mock drafts uh, prior to the draft. So I was happy that he did uh, that. The Saints did pick him up. Uh, he is what third on the depth chart for middle linebacker behind Demario Davis and Eric Wilson. I mean, if you got look, if if Werner and Bond are questionable. I mean, Sewell has a chance to to make the team, to add depth on the line, and can be on the special teams. I th- I th- I would you, be delighted. Did you at any point mock draft him to the Saints? And yes, yes, he did. That, yes. The thing that's so yes, I literally just said that he's so disorienting, Andrew, because he did like nine thousand mock drafts. He's like an encyclopedia for the fucking two twenty two twenty twenty two draft. It's, it's honestly it's, the funny it's thing incredible. is the, the funny thing is when you said Nephi Sewell, I was like, oh yeah, I know who that is. Now had you told me, now here's the thing, had you told me, oh yeah, you know we got uh, Malcolm Roach on the team, I'd have been like, wait, do we have Malcolm Roach on the team? I wouldn't have known. But because I made 873 mock drafts, I know who Nephi Sewell it's is, amazing. and I know the Saints had him. It's amazing. It's actually ne- it's ne- Nephi. It's, it's Nephi. Nephi. It's Nephi. Yeah. But that this is inc- it's incredible. We we need to do this every year. We have the Kevin uh the Kevin mock draft channel in our Discord and it's it's amazing. Like Andrew, if you'd have said like Kevin said, if you'd have said Bostic, if you'd have said Justin Evans, if you'd have asked him anyone else, he would have been clueless. Yeah, if you'd have said, uh, dude, if you would have said if you would have said Throckmorton, I would have said, "Wait a minute, is Throckmorton still on the team? Is 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 Derek Schweiger still there? I don't know." <laughs> Talk about Justin Evans. Yeah, he's- Justin Evans, Kevin, he's got that dog in him. He got that dog in him. He's but like, yeah, I I don't know. He's 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 on Justin Evans. Here's the thing with him: he's been injured a lot in his career with Tampa, but like. He was picked ahead of Marcus Williams in 2017, I think. Like he, like Shit. He, like Marcus Williams was like pick 50. Justin Evans was like pick 45 or 47. So like he has the physical skills to play safety, and he's on the te- he's on the team. Like Mickey Loomis said it, which was really interesting. Mick, before we get to before we get to Ryan, it was really interesting. Andrew and Kevin, Mickey Loomis was talking tonight on the game, and he was talking about the Saints. And he said something I never thought I would I would hear Mickey Loomis talk about. He's like, "Yeah, we traded a bunch of picks. We might have to recoup those in the future." Now, the future, Kevin, might be twenty fifty five. Yeah. So yeah, you know, we'll all we'll all be long dead. We'll all be long dead. Like the Saints will wait till after I'm dead in the ground, and they'll finally be like, "You know what? Let's trade down some." But it, but Andrew, it, it really was an interesting interview with Mickey Loomis because he sort of laid out their philosophy of like we think we're a good team, and the reason why we can do all these 
Cap Gymnastics, which he gave full credit to Kai Harley. Uh, we can do all those things is because we have a good roster and we've drafted really well and we think we can win. And he, and he, and he sort of laid out the Saints' philosophy in a really interesting five, ten-minute interview. Uh, if you caught it, I don't know if you catch it on the replay. But it was, I thought Mickey Loomis was really interesting and open in, during the game today. Yeah, that was a good interview. And uh, he, he, he mentioned, you know, they asked him, like, it seems like you're $100 million over the cap and you find a way to get under. And you know, he said, yeah, look, you know, that, that's part of the process. But, you know, he, he, he said, we, we thought we had a plan and, and COVID nuked that. And so the Saints really were in cap hell. And, and I think we're, they're on the other side of that now. Now they're still going to have tough decisions to make and they still have to climb out of this hole. But, uh, they're in better shape now than they were a couple of years ago, but that was tough sledding, and a big part of that was COVID and the cap going backwards, which they were not prepared for. Yeah, so, Loomis, uh, Loomis, I, 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 I'm not, not going to say they got caught with their pants down, but they were. We we've been really fortunate to see them win games amidst this reality, and it's because they've had this deep roster, and they, and they haven't had to add a bunch of guys. I think. If they were in a situation where, you know, things just weren't weren't coming together and they would have had to add a bunch of players, I think it would have blown up in their face because they wouldn't have been able to do it. Yeah. I mean, the thing is, Kevin, Gale cut the Gale cut the checks. Like if the, if this had happened to Cincinnati or another cheapskate organization, they'd have just cut they'd have cut the cut the cap down and be like, Oh, it was the pandemic. We're five and twelve. What do you want us to do? The pandemic wrecked everything. But like Gale cut the checks. Uh but Kevin, uh, can we get? We didn't get a love update. People want the, your love update is very, very divisive. Half the people love it, half the people hate it. Give us like a twenty-five, or, or I know you. Oh no, no, oh no, no! I, I got a real brief one, I, uh, r- real brief, and then I'll hop off, and uh, and you guys can ca- carry on the regular show, uh, and and keep everybody happy. Um, <laughs> so real quick, so two things, real quick. Uh, I just finished a Coca-Cola Zero Dream flavor. What uh, the fuck is beverage. that? It's it's like they redid Coke, but added like some awful candy flavor to it. It's terrible. I do oh not recommend. God. Love update, real quick. Uh, went on a date earlier. Uh, no, late last week. It was Saturday night. Uh, thought it went well. Said I told her I had a nice time. Told her I'd like to uh, hang out again. Uh, she seemed to indicate, yeah, messaged her to be like, hey, do you want to make plans? Never got back to me. So uh, messaged her earlier today asking her if she wanted to do anything this weekend and just said, look, if not, no hard feelings. So if I don't hear from her by Sunday, I'm just going to delete her number from my phone and move on. You got ghosted. That doesn't sound it's, good. It's, look, hey, it, That's 20. it happens, man. It happens. Yeah. Cue the violin. We don't have it. Thanks, Kevin. Keep fighting. All right. See you, See you guys. We got Ryan. Ryan. It's Ryan, dude. Ryan. Ryan. Han- I'm assuming this is Ryan Hancock, right? Yeah. And a lot of people, a lot of people in New Orleans cannot pronounce my name for shit. Like I, like I get so like I, I saw, like one person called me Randy. Another person tonight called me Barnett. I'm like, please learn how to fucking pronounce my fucking name. Like, it, it angers me. It's like, my God, it's four fucking letters. Four fucking letters. I mean, I'm it's bad four, with names, four, but I didn't. at least four. I didn't add a D in there. 
No, it's like, but it's like it angers the fuck out of me. It's like I want people to learn how to pronounce Ryan. It's well, R. Don't, don't look at Ralph. Don't That's look at you want. <laughs> Ryan. It's like Ryan Sandberg, right? Right. Right. Thank you. Ryan. You, you act, yes. Ryan. You, it, you, you, like you, you, you watch baseball. Okay? I do. You guys watch baseball. You guys watch baseball, but that's not why we're here. But it just angers the fuck out of me. It angers me to no deep end. It's like some lady, somebody called me Randy. I'm like, dude, you're a crackhead. <laughs> Unlike you, I can pass a drug. Unlike you, I can actually pass a drug test. You can't. Okay, so I think I won at life. But that's not why we're here. Again, um, thank you for having me. Uh, I want to ask the question about Kirk. Merit, I think Kirk Merritt is phenomenal, but you know, I talked to some people, I think he more than likely will be on the practice squad. I want to get you guys' thoughts on that. I think, well, Kirk, I'll be honest, Kirk Merritt makes me nervous as far as you know, obviously. So, the way it works for a guy like him who's he's not a vested veteran and uh, he would have to be waived and then he would have to clear waivers, which means every NFL team gets a crack at him. So you'd have 31 NFL teams that quickly make a decision. Do we pick him up or do we not? At which point he would clear waivers if all 31 teams pass on him. And, you know, most of the time those guys don't get claimed, but he just scored a touchdown tonight. Uh, He's been great in camp. We know that. I mean, the Packers just went up against him for a full week. So, like, They've had a chance to eyeball him. And yeah, so I can. Would be, that would be a team I'm Ryan, I can name three teams: Bears receivers. I mentioned it. Their receivers are 2021 20, Saints quality, probably worse. It's not like the Packers receivers are. Yeah, good. the Packers receivers are terrible. The Colts receivers are terrible. Like, I just look at a team. There's a team that will that will. Their receivers are so bad. They would be like, get him in here. And we're gonna look. And, and we're gonna look and, at him. And he, he's a he's a multiple player because the Saints have been looking at yeah. him at running back, and uh, he had a couple kick returns that were pretty nice. So I think an NFL team will see that tape. Like he's had his tape this preseason has been too good that I think you have to prepare if you put him on waivers that you're gonna lose him and that you won't be able to put him on the practice squad. So undoubtedly, if he clears waivers. He's going on the practice squad. I mean, no, no doubt. I mean, he he would be the fifty fourth guy on the roster at this point. You know, if he gets cut, yeah. But he slides on the team, and we'll we'll see. Like, look, if Traquan's hurt, if his shoulder is is an issue, and they have to start him on IR, you know, with with return or whatever, like that that might be a possibility, and we'll have to see what happens, but. I, I tend to think he, he's probably one of the toughest calls, but I would be nervous about putting him on waivers just because I, I don't know that he would clear. Yeah, I I, I agree. I, I I just – I don't know. And I think you can cut – I think you can – Ryan, I think you can cut Traquan, and I think uh, I think he, you can get him back. Like I don't think he, – one, he's, he's a vested veteran, I mean, so he won't go through can, waivers. Can can you cut? I mean, because Traquan Smith's been in the system, you know, what three, four, four years? Four years. Four years. Four, four, four years. Uh, I don't know about cutting Traquan. I, I, you know, but 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 you know, in book, 
well, in book, well, in book needs to be cut, but but <laughs> he needs to be cut. But then again, I, I don't know about like the quarterback situation. That's different. Well, the that's, quarterback that's, the quarterback situation. The third guys, it's it's Taysom. It's Taysom. Taysom is. I mean, they're going to carry three quarterbacks. But but also Justin Evans, uh, Justin Evans and Tony Jones. Uh, those are the two things I want to ask before I let you guys go. Tony, uh, Tony Evans, Tony Jones, and and, and Justin Evans. What's, what's y'all take on those two? Justin Evans, a hundred percent making the team. They can't cut him. Cannot. Yeah, I don't think they can either. And uh, you know, I mean, maybe look, maybe if you get a draft pick for him, you know, I, I think that's one thing because they were super deep at that position or. Maybe you look at trading PJ. You know, I don't know. I mean, it seems like they would almost be t- keeping too many safeties, but that that may be the position they're in because they have so many good ones. Uh, but but Justin Evans, just the way he's played this camp, the way he breaks on the ball, the way he tackles, we know he's a starting quality player because he's always been that way with the Saints. So I, I think that's that's a reality that just if he's healthy – we already know he's a starting quality player, and he's showing that. If they camp, had so. drafted Justin Evans in like the fifth round this year, we'd be losing our minds. We'd be like, "Oh yeah. my god, they yeah, got this guy beast. in the. He's a beast." Yeah, you no, he, he's a first round quality talent if he's healthy. And then, you know, with Tony Jones Jr., I mean, he, he's the number three back until further notice. So I, I don't know that I'm down on the guy. I'm not super up on him. I just think he's. By far ahead of, you know, I mean, Zigbo got cut, but like Abram Smith and the rest of them, like he, he's the number three back. And unless they pick up someone else uh, or you know, trade for something, I think he, he's going to stay on this team and he'll have an opportunity maybe later in the season. Uh, so, Ryan, thank you as always for joining us. Appreciate it, man. And uh, I'm glad at least one of the two of us can say your name correctly. <laughs> That's right. Uh, fre- freaking about football. Unmute yourself. What you got for us? Uh, uh, so, um, hopefully Penning's, uh, okay. I know toe injuries can range from, like, nothing to, like, they're out for the season, so that's a <laughs> weird injury. Um, I think Evans is going to be one of those guys where when Marcus May gets suspended, and I know his trial got, like, delayed to, like, November 16th or whatever, yeah. uh, like, he's going to come in for, like, three games, and he's going to, like, ball out, and then, like, the offseason, we're like, we need to re-sign Evans, and and some team's going to golf for him, like, a three-year, $28 million contract or something. Um, and then uh, I thought Turner looked good, which was nice to see after two games where I didn't see him at all. And l- lastly about uh, RB3, I just want to make one point on that. Like, I know that, like, okay, uh, like, some guy might get cut, like, some veteran might get cut or something. Like, does a veteran even want to come here if he has, like, RB2 potential? Just because, like, you're basically saying, hey, if AK gets suspended, which is getting less and less likely this season, and Mark or Mark gets injured, you can get carries. But otherwise, you're just going to be standing on the sideline and doing nothing. It's, yeah. Well, I mean, I, yeah, it's a good question, and I, I think – you know, any veteran that that's out there is going to weigh like his opportunity. Like, how many carries am I going to get? How many guys am I behind? But look, if you're jobless, come yeah. come come cuts when you're going down to fifty three. If you're jobless, you got to jump at any opportunity. And yeah, I, I do think being RB three, like 
we know these guys, especially when Mark Ingram is maybe the backup, they're not super durable and Kamara is going to get a heavy load. And so you've got to see the force through the trees a little bit to where like, you might not get touches in the first three, four weeks of the season, but it's a 17 game season. It's a long season. If you're the third running back on the team, you're going to get touches. It's, it's just a matter of which game as the season progresses. So I do, I do think that's a good opportunity for a running back, especially if you're cut and you're looking for a team. I think that's as good of an opportunity as any. Right. And then – Because uh, no, no one's giving you a starting spot, right? Right, right, right. And then uh, one last thing on uh, tight end and Gusecki. Gusecki is an over-glorified slot wide receiver. He's a really good slot wide receiver, but his slot wide receiver disguises his tight end. I don't think we need to trade for that. Like, It'd be nice, but like for a tight end, you want him to be able to block and be like the uh, be a threat. And well, if you're, they, that's the thing. Like if you're if you're not going to if you're not going to block, in my opinion, if you're not going to block as a tight end, and Gasecki cannot block. His blocking is yeah. like Jimmy Graham quality. But if you're not going to block as a tight end, you got to be freaking. Better than Gasecki is at a receiver. Like he's nice. He's a nice receiver, but like he can't block. So like at least Jimmy Graham, he was freaking elite at catching the ball. You know, it wasn't yeah. it wasn't nice. He was unbelievable record setting. Gasecki, he's nice. I would rather like an average like if they could find a guy that's like a Hobie Brenner type if you're an old school Saints. It's a guy that can block and if they forget to guard him, he can catch a pass. Like like they just need a average league average multifaceted tight end. They don't need like a star. Because like, the reason I say this is if if Gusecki, if like if we didn't have Landry, like I would be all for Gasecki because yeah. he'd be like he'd be your slot receiver basically. But you have Landry, you already have Olave, MT on the outside. Like you're pretty fine in terms of, like having that like third option. Then obviously AK in the backfield. So are we ready to give up like? some considerable asset for basically your fifth option on offense and who doesn't block, obviously. Yeah. And it would probably be a one-year rental because I don't know yeah. that they would pay him. It's Yeah, it's either a one-year rental or you're risking losing a guy like Chauncey Gardner-Johnson or uh, Davenport or something like that. So, like, and I'd rather one of those two guys than Gusecki, to be honest. Yeah. Thanks for joining us, freaking about football, Andrew. I want to ask you this question, and then I want to get to uh, I want to get to a couple more people before we get out of here. I want to get I want to get to Saint G, and I might even make Gus Cattengill jumped in. I might even make him talk. I like to talk to Gus. Uh, but Andrew, if if I said to you, you, I've said my my crazy Mickey Loomis make everybody mad. The Saints are going all in to the tenth power. Go get Ray. Go get Roquan Smith for a year rental. Let's get nuts. That's my dream sort of move for the Saints. If you could conjure up a semi-realistic move or trade that the Saints could do between now and the first game against the Falcons that would have the NFL world abuzz, the 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 the, the cap nerds freaking out, and would hate, they would hate, what would the move be that would have you really, really even more excited about the 2022 Saints? It's, and it kind of has to be realistic. I mean, honestly, I, I don't know that they need a move right now. 
I, I know that's not what you want. You're so addicted to trading, <laughs> Ralph, am. and so you're I so am. addicted to acquisitions. That, you know, you got you got to have. I got it. It's, it's true. I'll be honest. I I think this roster is so solid, and I I just think this team is so good that I'm not sure moves need to be made here. And you know, sure, I I'd love a tight end. I'd love a, another linebacker. I'd love a running back. You know, to just bolster the depth in those rooms a little bit, but the starters on this team have been really clear for a while mm-hmm. and, you know, maybe left tackle is the last one that's kind of, and obviously the pending situation makes that more difficult, but everything else like that, it's been solidified for a while. And, you know, as long as there's no injuries where th- things stay in place, then I-, I think you've got rock solid starters look defensively, especially I think this is one of the best defenses in the league. And I thought we saw today, on that opening series, by the way, that was without Michael Thomas. We saw what this offense can be moving the football up and down the field. Now that James Winston has semblance of weapons in the passing game. So, you know, we'll, we'll see where it develops from here, but I, I think this team is in pretty good shape and I'm not sure that I would even lobby for giving up assets, be it draft picks or other players uh, to go get a guy, because I, I think all the pieces are there for this team to compete certainly to try to win the NFC South. And then beyond that, we'll see if they can make a run. Yeah. We'll get to St. G and then we're going to get to uh, to Kamara's right hook. We're going to get out of here. St. G, what you got for us? Well, a few things. I, I had to come back. Uh, some you know, the guy before I think Frank had mentioned Peyton Turner, but I had to come back after complaining about him last week to say, Hey, he did flash a little bit this game and that was good to see. And so, you know, I'm walking myself, I'm backing off of the ledge a little bit on him. So I'm happy to see him uh, pop up on the, uh, you know, on, on the tape there. But uh, I agree with you guys, number one, about uh, I, would not tr- I would not trade any of our depth uh, for, for picks. No. You know, like, I, the way this team is constructed and what we're capable of doing, this is, it, let's do something this year. Let's, let's, you know, fourth round pick, fifth round pick, what's that really going to mean? Like, I would not trade any of our pick uh, uh, depth for picks. But if I was going to trade for a player – when you mentioned before tight end or, or linebacker, I think it's clear that it's, it's linebacker. Yeah, it's linebacker. It, 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 you, because if Pete Werner was 100%, then, yeah, maybe you could go tight end. But, but with Pete Werner, you know, that thing could linger on year, and you just don't know. You just got to have more options at linebacker. And then you guys said it yourself just now. Um, at tight end, you know, you talk about Hobie Brenner. Like, isn't that Adam Troutman? Isn't 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 Adam Troutman a guy who blocks well, and if you leave him open, he's going to catch the ball. I mean, he's an average. He's going to be an average tight end, and and you got so many other weapons on the offense that, you know, I just think linebacker is more important. But um, yeah, I mean, so I will say this, Saint G. I, I do think you can compensate for an average tight end with the weapons that they have now. You're in a different situation mm-hmm. this year where you maybe wouldn't be counting on Adam Troutman as much to make a few plays in the passing game this year. But, you know, I will say Adam Troutman, look, he, he was not an average tight end last year. He was far below average. Agreed. And, and, you know, we've seen signs this training camp that maybe he's turning a corner, but now he's injured and he's hurt. Yeah, I know. And, and so, you know, for him to come back and bounce back from that and week one make plays, you know, I, it, it's very much wait and see for me with him. And so – that is a position of concern. And, you know, again, with linebacker, like I kind of go back to DeMario Davis is obviously he, he's the guy and everything stems from him and not just at the linebacker position, really the whole defense. And as long as he's healthy 
you know, they were able to get by with Quan Alexander playing next to him last year. And, you know, Quan Alexander, explosive player, physical, can run sideline. He, he has some skills, but I'm not sure that Quan Alexander what, was an amazing linebacker last year for the Saints. And so yeah. I, I think, you know, the guys that they have on this team, can they give the Saints a level of play that's similar to Quan Alexander until Pete Werner can get back? I tend to think yes. So I would personally disagree a little bit. Now, if Troutman can become what, what I think he can become and what you're kind of alluding to, him just being an average tight end, if, if, if he can get to that place, then I feel a lot better about it. Yeah. One last, one last thing for me is, uh, you know, when, look, when Jameis was on the Bucks, just like a lot of us, I used to make fun of that guy all the time. He's a clown. He's made me a believer. You know, he's, I mean, he's been doing it for the last couple of years. He's really made me a believer. So I'm, 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 I'm in on Jameis. I'm not overhyping him, but I'm, I'm believing in him. But you, you, I defy anyone to watch the Demario Davis, uh, you know, uh, pump up session before the game t- t- today and, and, and not laugh your ass off at Jameis. Did you guys see that? <laughs> I did. did, did I did. You, you gotta, I mean, it, it it, it was so – he's so funny I'm a, and it's so cringy. And I love the guy. And I just don't understand how a guy could be that cringy and, and, and the team could love him so much. But I'm I'm glad – I think – you know what I think it is? I think Jameis's awkwardness – I think it's genuine. Like It's endearing, it's right? En- I mean- it, it's endearing and it's, it's genuine. So it's real. And whenever somebody is real, you – learn to love them right you're like that's just that's just who he is and it's all he's authentic and i i think yeah. that's why but it was it was hilarious i gotta say demario it, it just felt if you watch it again it felt like at the end he just hurried through that last couple like <laughs> like Jameis wouldn't shut the fuck up and he's like oh, just shut the fuck up and and he's like you know what one two three saints like let's get out of here it's pre it's preseason man come yeah. on wrap it up <laughs> It was it was funny. I it wanted was funny, but. I half expected somebody in the huddle to like lift the Dave Chappelle wrap it up box <laughs> and, like, and like hit the button. Yeah, yeah. Thanks, that was good stuff. All right, thanks guys. Thanks, this is great. Well, hey, thanks, Saint G. And I gotta say, it takes a big man to uh, come back on the show and admit when you've made uh, a mistake or, or, or to walk back a comment you made and then come back the next week and say, yeah, I watched this guy play and he looked good. So kudos to you. Yeah. Peyton Turner did look good. And and I will, but I will say this, his hit Ralph right after the pass was released, it was a little low and I was stunned. He didn't get flagged. I was, I was expecting, I was expecting just to rain flag the passer there. And you know, most refs would nail him for that. So he, he did flash. Uh, He did get a couple hits on the quarterback, but, uh, that would be my one thing is, you know, let, let's go a little higher next time because that, that will get you a penalty. All right, we're going to go to uh, Kamara's right hook here. Now I'm bracing myself a little bit here because based on your picture and your Twitter <laughs> name, I, I'm hoping you're not here to demand his suspension or something, but uh, but you're up. I'm not here to bash AK, man. That's my guy, man. That's my All favorite right. player. My favorite player most definitely, man. Now, um, I was uh, actually just wondering – has anybody I'm, I'm definitely uh in agreement with uh ralph that you know the roquan smith trade it definitely sounds good but i do think that the bears are gonna bust our head 
they're going to want way more than a that's fourth right. or a fifth that's round right. pick for, for Roquan. Well, the thing so, is, though, like he's – Well, like, that's the thing. I, I'm, I'm with you, Kamara's right hook. Like I, when Ralph was saying that, like Callaway and a fourth for Roquan, I, yeah, in, that's my, not in my head I was that's thinking – That's not happening. Well, they're what gonna about Callaway? What about – At minimum a third. Ground, what about Callaway and yeah, a third? Minimum a third and like a seventh. A Callaway like, and a third. Know, they're going to want two picks and maybe a player for Roquan. Callaway and a third and a seventh. It's fine. Yeah. That's fine. That's yeah, fine. But that's because fine, if the yeah. Saints can get but a third round pick team... in 2024 when he leaves, that's fine. Yeah. I'll, I'll do a third. That's fair. But mm-hmm. I, I just think like that's like if you want to get nuts and you want to and you want to put in, you want to and you want to cook with gas with the defense even more. Like let's go. Like right. like a tight Especially end. Especially with Pete Werner's injury. Yeah. Like I. Yeah. I just like to me. I'll be surprised if he doesn't go to Philadelphia and get the mesh surgery. Like that—that's where I am right now with him, Andrew. I hope I'm wrong, but that's where I am. So well, the only other it, thing I wanted to to you and injuries, though, Ralph. I'm like, panic. Yeah, you're you're a worst case scenario kind of guy. I am always panic is my brand. Kamara's right <laughs> yeah. hook. Continue. What you got? Keep. You were going to say something. So the only thing, other thing I wanted to ask, um, has anybody mentioned the the fact that Kenyon Drake's available? Because I've watched every single preseason game pretty much, like just how's from, he looking? You know, How every single game of ours and a couple of games around the league. Our running backs did not look explosive. Ozigbo's gone; he wasn't getting it done. Dwayne Washington hasn't looked good, and Abram Smith, as much as I was pulling for him, he's no. he doesn't have that explosiveness that I thought he was going to have. So, I mean, the fact that Kenyon Drake is available means we wouldn't have to give up assets for him. We can end up with Roquan and Kenyon Drake, and we have really good rotation at you know running back. So it's not like you're going to come to the Saints and you're not going to get touches, you know? Yeah. I wonder – at running back, though, here, here's my here's my question, Kamara's right right hook, and Andrew, you can jump in too. I wonder at running back is it is it a situation where like a Kenyon Drake, he's very appealing, but could the Saints be like, you know, we'll wait on Kenyon Drake, like we'll sign him after the Atlanta game because right now we got Kamara, we got Ingram, like we're okay for the Falcons game. And then Kenyon Drake, like if we sign him during the year, his salary is not guaranteed. We can put him on the practice squad. We can move him on and off and we don't have to pay him a whole, mm-hmm. whole year's salary. So I wonder if that might be the play. The hard, the, the hard thing there, Kamara's right hook, is a team – I don't know what I don't know what happened tonight in other games or or what happens tomorrow. You could have a running back injury and then he goes to you know ta- the Taylor gets nicked up for the Colts and they're like we gotta we gotta sign Kenyon Drake and and he yeah, has a better. He has I a feel better like somebody offer. will snatch him up. Yeah. We we gotta go get him. <laughs> like I mean he hasn't. I don't even think he's officially been released yet. But he went on ESPN and he was basically talking about you know the GM came to him and told him you know they're they're full up in the Raider room so he's going to be the next to get released but um yeah we got to go snatch him as soon as he comes available because somebody's going to take him Andrew thoughts on that Yeah no I I mean I, I'm with you Ralph that I think from a salary point of view maybe you don't want to guarantee it to him for the whole year so Right. And, and I, I don't know that you need Ken, Kenyon Drake right now. You you need him if guys get injured. But so, you know, the Saints may be a little bit more patient. Um, so, but yeah, I, I think that's worth keeping an eye on. Like you said, Kamara's right hook. And, 
you know, we'll see where it develops from here with number three running back. But uh, thank you so much for joining final, us. Final thing. Um, Ralph, Ralph I'll, I'll say a couple things real quick. You are you're, you don't follow uh, Jameis one-of-one anymore. I just want you to know that him going four-for-four four in a preseason game was enough for him to be very vocal tonight on Twitter, and he's taken a lot of victory laps. So uh, you know, that, as excited as I am about Jameis, that, that was like cold water. On, on the fun James experience because, uh, like, you know, James went one of one is, uh, you know, being annoying about, you know, he, 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 he basically he's ready to hand him the, the trophy, you know, the MVP trophy. Well, so, the thing is with James one of one, he believes James is – might a, have to slow down a little he's bit. A, he believes James is a top five quarterback already. So it's right. – it's, it, that's – So this is just confirming that. But, but the bigger news that I was going to tell you is that Pete Carroll has just announced that Geno Smith will be the starting quarterback – for the Seahawks, that's season. funny. So, Dude, Drew Lock, you know, a quarterback if, if competition out there are still worried about Jameis Winston as your starter. Just keep in mind that Drew Lock and Geno Smith could be your choices if you were a Seattle Seahawks fan. Seattle they ended up going. They they tried everything they could to give Drew Lock that job and hope that he would win it, and he was so bad that it went to Geno Smith. Buddy D had a line. I want to say one year when the Saints had a quarterback on, maybe it was Dick or maybe it was in the 70s when Archie was hurt. He was like, this quarterback competition, it wasn't won. It was lost. And that's what Drew, that's what Drew Locke did tonight. The one thing I'll say about Seattle, and I didn't realize this, but this was I was listening to Mike Lombardi's podcast, and he said this, the reason why San Francisco has not cut Jimmy Garoppolo is it is clear that Seattle – wants Jimmy Garoppolo to be their quarterback. And San Francisco is going to wait until the last possible day to cut him so Seattle can't have him ready when they play the 49ers week two. So I would expect Jimmy Garoppolo, he'll be the Seattle starting quarterback when the Saints play them in week five. Just... I know we're getting excited about Drew Locke being terrible, and then Geno Smith, which he was terrible. He was pretty much terrible against the Saints last year. We get excited about the chance to play terrible quarterbacks. I think it's going to be Jimmy G that we'll see in Seattle. But anyway, uh, guys, thanks for joining us. We had almost over a hundred people here. I think it, I let the, the the peak count was like 180, which is great. And by the way, sign up for the live show September 16th. I know we've mentioned it already, and also we are going to do 50 thousand downloads in august for the podcast support the podcast sign up yeah, the live the live show is in new orleans yeah september friday september 7th 16th sorry that, that's that's the weekend of the bucks game which will be on sunday in the superdome but on the friday the 16th we'll be at port orleans and it starts at what seven o'clock seven o'clock we might have some fun guests um so join us out there, RSVP, to make sure you get your, your boys are back up. And sign up, support the podcast, $7 level, $10 level. You get in the Discord, you get the booze bundle, you get the podcast every day, you get my WWL column early, you get Andrew's grades. We give you a ton of stuff. Try us for a month, and if you don't like it, I will simply hit the refund button on Patreon, and you can have all your money back. Boom, done. So it's no risk to you. That's what I'm saying. You know, I bet the Saints would want their money back from Ian Book and they're not going to get it. That's right. So, you know, things don't always work as well for others. Yeah, and you can sign up at the $10 level. I will ship you the booze bundle and the refund. 
even if you want a refund, you can keep the booze bundle. That's like $8 worth of stuff. So do it. It's amazing. Support the show. We're having the most fun. We're the most fun Saints podcast community, all of it. Guys, thanks for joining us for the postgame show. We will see you Monday night on the live stream. Have a great rest of your weekend.